0: Welcome to the Truth Be Told podcast with Chad and Jade Spencer. In this world, there's an unlimited amount of voices fighting for your attention. Facts are important, but truth is key. This podcast is all about taking real life situations and looking at them through the lens of God's Word. Victory can be your story. What's up, podcast fans?
1: Happy Friday!
0: Thanks for joining us another week in the podcast. Books.
1: Yeah, it's been a good one.
0: How have you guys been? I hope it's incredible. I hope you're enjoying your drive or whatever you're doing, working, working yep. out. Yeah, uh, working out. We don't know what that's like. <laughs> Eating food. <laughs> we know how. We work, know how to eat food. Yes. Whatever you're doing. <laughs> you know, I hope that you have an incredible day. Um, but today we've got a fun, fun topic. Yeah. I, this is slight clickbait, but. I think this is going to be such a cool topic to talk about. This is how the world will end.
1: Because let's be real. This is kind of like the thought on everyone's mind. The question on everyone's mind is, you know, is this the end? Is this how the world's going to end? Is the world going to get better? What am I going to do?
0: Right. And we did a whole podcast answering those questions. It's literally called... Is this the end? Yep. This was our first episode ever. Yeah. Again, it's got the most listens out of everyone, like by far, by Which maybe like a third. Which tells you yeah. that
1: that is the current uh,
0: state in question that yeah. people are having. Yeah. Um, so we figured we'd do a, kind of a part two to that. Absolutely. And uh, go with this is how the world will end. And before we get into it, I just want to run about a run through a few things that we talked about in the first one, because I think it's so relevant to yeah, what sure. we're talking about for today. Sure. Um, they polled in 2012... Uh, a bunch of U.S. citizens and 22% believe that the world would end in their lifetime. That was eight years ago. And you can see how much the climate of the world has changed. Could you imagine? I bet it'd be above 50% of people would believe that the world is ending in their lifetime. And that's not even
1: Christians. Like I'm talking about the average Joe has to look at what's happening. And even if they don't believe the world's going to end in like, you know, what the Bible says, I mean, they probably think either there's going to be a nuclear war or there's going to be something mm-hmm. drastic that's going to happen. It's impossible to live in 2020 and to not think the world is somehow going to end.
0: Right. And I mean, even when they pulled them, these are the top things people, ways people believe the world would end. Like she said, nuclear war, catastrophic climate change, pandemics, asteroid impact, super volcanic eruptions. You yeah. just see all of these things that are going on and no matter who you are. No matter where you're from, no matter what you believe, you can look around at the world and say something is not right. Yeah. I think we can all agree on that. Um, but before we dig in, because I think we're going to spend a little bit more time actually in the content today. Um, so if this is a little bit longer one, we don't apologize because this is going to be so good. <laughs> um, but I want to make a disclaimer for all my Bible scholars out there. This is a summary of... In a conversation, really, around how the world is ending. Yeah. This is not um, an eschatology session. Right. This is not in-depth, exhaustive, biblical exhaustion and exegetical understandings and things like that. I threw your words in there just for you. Um, (laughs) This is just in common language what's happening. This is how the world's going to end and how we can prepare for it.
1: Because, you know, it's actually not as complicated as a lot of people.
0: Right. (laughs) She had a cough. It's not as complicated as people think. I think that's what she was going to say.
1: I had to cough so bad, and I kept trying to swallow my cough, and I couldn't do it. But um, it's not as complicated as everyone thinks. It's actually pretty simple.
0: Absolutely. So we're going to break this down. And again, guys, I tried to make this the literal most simplistic breakdown of it ever. All right. So step one, there's four steps we're going to go through. Step one is birth pains. Okay.
1: Here's what the Bible says. Matthew 24, three through four says this. As he, we're talking about Jesus, sat on the Mount of Olives, the disciples came to him privately saying, tell us when these things will be and what will be the sign of your coming and of the end of the age. and earthquakes in various places. All these are but the beginning of the birth pains. Yeah,
0: and I mean, she just reads so much better than me, and, and probably simply just the, the accent.
1: Yeah, I really don't think it's that great. Um, I think it's just purely. You're, you like my accent.
0: It, it's true because, you know, never mind. I'm not going to go there today. Uh, oh, I but, thought you were
1: going to tell everyone that's pretty much the only reason you married me. I mean, it, it <laughs> it's
0: the primary reason we got married, but there's a lot of other reasons now. Initially, <laughs> it was just the accent. <laughs> wow. Um, but why don't you talk about birth pains real quick because yeah, you have given birth yeah. and I haven't.
1: I have. You were the reason I gave birth. You did that to me. But anyway... um. Birth pain. So I mean, obviously, uh, you've watched movies, you've seen the screaming woman um, who's about to give birth, you know, acting like a raging lunatic, to be honest, and it makes you question, okay, what are these birth pains? Obviously, they have to hurt. Obviously, there's something about them here's the thing with birth pains, birth pains have a job, they're necessary they are a sign of something that's going to come, now the Mm -hmm. interesting thing about birth pains is that they start off somewhat slow okay, now this is not everyone. so I'm not actually talking about you know, a woman, one specific person giving birth, but in general birth pains usually start off slow and then they begin to ramp up they start to get quicker, they start to get closer together so they almost increase i think Mm. i could say they increase in in like what would the word be they increase in intensity that's a perfect word they increase in intensity and in frequency frequency. so the time between them gets smaller and smaller Mm -hmm. now that's not you don't look at that and fear that mm-hmm. it means that something's about to happen yep. it's exciting because yep. something is about to happen right. and so let's parallel that with what we're seeing in the world right now there are birth pains happening now birth pains are not necessarily positive okay right. you, nobody sits saying i want to have contractions right
0: because listen as soon as Jesus dies and re- died and resurrected, they begin to talk about the end times. The yeah. end of days is what Jesus spoke about from that moment. And people can say, well, how could it be the end days 2,000 years ago? Well, we've seen birth pains, right? increase in frequency and intensity over the last 2000 years where we can see it increase and get worse and worse and worse. And we can look around even with this COVID-19 pandemic where it shut the entirety of the world down. We can see the economy impacted. We can see health, not just people struggling with the uh, COVID-19 sickness, but people struggling with mental health, people struggling with all sorts of other issues in their bodies and in their minds we can see that it's gotten more and more intense from when jesus died all the way up until now and that's the promise of the the bible yeah it's not a surprise and a lot of people they're like wow how do we live in this world today well the bible has spoken it from the beginning yeah the bible spoke it with intentionality the bible has prophesied step by step do you know there are over 2,500 prophecies in the bible and over 2,000 of them have already been accurately fulfilled many of them having to do with the end days the days that we are living in today right so what you do is you look around and you can see birth pains, right. natural disasters. You can see frequencies and in earthquakes increasing year over year over year, natural disasters and other things like hurricanes and such. You can see tsunamis. You can see that the intensity is growing and the frequency is growing and it's all coming to a climatic right. moment. Yep, That's the next step.
1: Now, put that like parallel that back or compare that back with nat with birth okay birth pains are not necessarily a positive experience they're not necessarily a wonderful enjoyable experience but every woman knows and understands that they are necessary they're a necessary experience in order for birth to take place see birth does not take place without birth pains now I'm not going to get into it, but obviously there's a supernatural blessing and you don't have to actually feel pain as a woman. Um, You you have been set free from that. But what I'm saying is there's still a contracting that Mm -hmm. is taking place in order for birth to happen. And that is what we're seeing in the world right now. These things are not necessarily positive, Mm -hmm. but as Christians, we know that they're necessary to usher in what is gonna happen next.
0: Yeah, and it's important to understand. And in our episode, our first one, is this the end? Um, We deal with this heavily it doesn't matter what's going on in this world. The Bible says I'm in this world, but I'm not of this world. Even the covenant that I carry is not of this world. It's of heaven. So if it could not hurt Jesus, if Jesus didn't carry it, if it couldn't have happened to Jesus, it cannot happen to me. I have the exact same covenant. I am not worried. I have no fear in my heart, and again, I don't want to spend a ton of time in that. Yeah. But if you are curious and you want to hear about that peace side of things throughout these birth pains, our first episode, Is This The End, is a perfect thing to look into. Yeah. So step two.
1: The rapture. Yeah. That is literally what we're waiting for right now. hmm Prophecy, the Bible is a prophetic book. What is prophecy? It's telling of things to come. Mm -hmm. Well, here's what's interesting. Do you know that every prophetic event up until the rapture has been fulfilled? That means the next event that has to take place is the rapture. We are literally waiting for the rapture to take place. I remember when I was younger and it always felt like the rapture was so far away. I didn't realize until I've gotten older and time has progressed that honestly, the rapture could take place at any moment. You know what was so interesting? I don't know how many of you listening to this podcast have ever heard of the ministry of uh, evangelist Tiff Shuttlesworth. But for those of you who have not, I'd really encourage you to look into him. He is an evangelist, but he is so studied. He's Mm -hmm. a scholar of the word, but specifically eschatology and the end times. We got the opportunity to have him with us a few weeks ago. And it was so interesting because... Um, he is so studied in the end times. I mean, ask him anything he can tell you about it. but the thing that stood out for me is how many times he made the statement. I am surprised that the rapture has not taken yeah. place yet. For a scholar of something so specific to say that he is surprised that yeah. that thing hasn't happened yet. I mean that just should tell us like how close we are
0: absolutely, and I think a lot of people's um Thought process around this is like the Left Behind series or the the most recent movie. I think it was like Nicolas Cage. I don't know if any of
1: you were really bad children, but Chad was a bad child. And so didn't you have to watch the Left Behind? My
0: parents literally scared the hell out of me (laughs) by forcing me to watch... Uh, rapture movies—they <laughs> were good parents in doing so. Yes. But legitimately, I, w- I remember when I was unsaved and far from God, just asking the Lord because I knew He was real. I never—I yeah. never dismissed that part. I just hated church people and I was offended and I—you I, know—I was hurt. So I always considered that the rapture was absolutely happening. And yeah. I asked the Lord, Lord, give me more time. Give me more time. Let me let me i on twenty-five. Let me live i on thirty. Then I'll get my life right. Then I'll sort those things out. That's the worst decision you can ever make. And at the end of this broadcast, if you're listening and you have not accepted Jesus Christ and you don't have peace, around the end times you don't have peace around the rapture and what's going on in the world we're gonna pray a prayer and give you an opportunity to accept Jesus Christ as your savior and what that does it gives you a confirmation and a peace in your heart that you are protected and nothing of hell is going to invade your body which is filled with heaven
1: Amen but let me ask you this what would you do if tomorrow tomorrow okay tomorrow Mm -hmm. you woke up and then two billion people, right? Were no longer on the Earth, right?
0: Think about the impact. I think it's where we. I think we're at eight billion people. Let me let me Google this real quick. Yeah, as my wife. I talks. mean, this is just
1: p- pretty much like a guesstimate that we're gonna give you because I mean, even when you know you look up stats and stuff, it is still not okay. So seven point five nine four. So yep. that was twenty eighteen. Yep. Um, Everyone has had a baby this year because of the pandemic. <laughs> because what else were you the supposed to do this year? The population <laughs> has doubled. <laughs> but, so, okay, let's just assume that 2 billion uh, people are Christians mm-hmm. right now.
0: 2.3 people, according to recent statistics, claim yep. to be Christian or in the Christian faith. Let's okay. say 300 million of them, you know, they weren't really serving the Lord. Okay,
1: so let's just say 2 billion. Yeah. What would you do if you woke up tomorrow mm-hmm. and 2 billion people people we're missing i don't think we really realize the weight of what that's like
0: right and i mean this is how the world ends this is all leading up to that and people are so curious well how is it going to end is it going to be a natural disaster is it going to be an asteroid is it going to be a nuclear war how is it this is how it's going to happen but imagine two billion people being gone how would that impact economy how would that impact travel basic essentials how wh- what happens you know looting would happen chaos would break out you know people would be flooding the streets fear would run rampant you know it's a, it's going to be a time of dramatic uncertainty. And if you look at COVID and you see the fear that the news and the media has pumped into the world, multiply that by a hundred. Oh, yeah. When the people's loved ones are gone, people I mean, imagine, because age of accountability, babies are gonna be gone. Young children are going to be gone. gone. They're going to be taken into heaven in rapture. So let me quickly break down what the rapture is. Maybe you're listening and you don't know what that means. The rapture is the catching away or the taking away of God's people. Yeah. This and, you know, people disagree within Christianity. And if you disagree, you know, place the rapture where you believe in the tribulation. But, you know, personally, we are a pre-tribulation. We believe that the rapture will occur and that'll kind of initiate the start of the tribulation period. And God's people will be protected right. and pulled away from his own judgment. Because yep. God does not judge his people with the wicked. God
1: keeps the, the godly separate. Mm-hmm. But here's what the Bible says right. about it. First Thessalonians 4, 13 through 18 says, But we do not want you to be uninformed, brothers, about those who are asleep, that you may not grieve as others who do not have hope. For since we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so, through Jesus, God will bring with him those who have fallen asleep." to meet the Lord in the air. And so we will always be with the Lord. Verse 18, therefore encourage one another with these words.
0: And that's that hopeful fortitude for people that believe. In the beginning it says that, you may not grieve as others who do not have hope. Who yeah. wouldn't have hope in this situation? If you're far from God and you're not in right relationship with God, there's no protection, unfortunately, with you. In the rapture or the catching away of those that are in Christ, that person would not be part of it and they would remain on the earth, which is about to go through serious judgment and wrath because the world has rejected God. And God is calling all of those people back to him from his original creation. right? He created the world to have relationship with mankind. Mankind has rejected and fallen away from him and done wicked and immoral things and they have separated themselves from God. The Bible even talks about in the book of Romans. Professing to be wise they became fools. You look at some of the things going on in the world. People are fools. Some of the most educated people I've ever met are some of the most foolish people I've ever people have Matt, lost their
1: ever-loving mind. It is
0: wild to me the thoughts that pe- we are in. The fact that people no longer go by a sexual orientation and people have a fluid gender um that they can choose that one moment they can be a boy or a girl or both depending on their mood what you know what kind of common sense has been lost in the world that we live in but it just is another proof that Mm -hmm. the world is coming to an end and it is chaos but for those that are in right relationship with God we can be encouraged with the with these words because God is coming back for you so you
1: don't need to be worried about all the craziness that's going to to take place you don't need to be worried about the judgment of God right. that's being stored up for the ungodly you're not going to be part of that yep. you don't even have to worry about the mark of the beast and right. we're not going to get into that on this podcast but I have seen so many ignorant Christians post statuses about the, you know, assuming things about the mark of the beast and you better not take that. You're not going to have to worry about yeah. that. You're going to be gone. The, the mark
0: of the beast is going to be introduced halfway into the yep. tribulation period, three and a half years in. So you as a believer currently do not have to worry About that. All right. So step three. Let's keep going through. Because this is where the world starts to be destroyed. So
1: after the believers have been raptured, Mm -hmm. this is really where the world's going to completely fall apart.
0: This is where like everything was hanging on by a thread. And and that thread is just cut. Yeah. In utter annihilation and destruction begins to happen. And
1: it's called the tribulation. Yep.
0: This is the tribulation period. I didn't get a scripture for this because there are so many of them. If but you I read to the book of Revelation,
1: yeah. I mean, majority of the book of Revelation is very detailed on the tribulation.
0: Yep. And so this is a seven year period of judgment. This is God judging man who have rejected him. And what you're going to see is essentially there's going to be an antichrist, a one world leader who's going to, Influence the world and create almost like a unity. He's going to create a one world government, a one world religion, a one world money system. You're going to see all these unifications Mm -hmm. of the entirety of the world, which if you know the UN, the UN has meetings and they originally wanted to have a one world government set up and structured by 2030. And in their meeting, I believe it was this year or last year, they said they're actually ahead of schedule. Yep. So if you don't think these things are coming, you can find that. You can literally Google that. That is not a hidden intention. That's an open intention of the United Nations. Right. And so this is all beginning to happen. And during this period of time, God is going to pour out his wrath against those who have rejected him.
1: Yeah, you're going to see that. A third of vegetation yeah. is going to be completely destroyed. Could you destroyed. imagine
0: if one third of all vegetation I is destroyed? I actually don't think
1: we can imagine it. I, like
0: trees just gone. I like don't think our, our natural minds yeah.
1: can wrap our heads around how crazy this is going to be. Yeah.
0: There's going to be a, a worldwide famine.
1: There's going to be more plagues. Yeah,
0: there's going to be plagues. Let me read some of these plagues. Sores on people's body who have taken the mark of the beast. The sea will become blood and kill marine life. So Think fish about that. And, yeah.
1: That then affects your diet because yeah. there's no more seafood. Yep. No more sushi, friends. Yep.
0: Nah. Out. No more tuna. <laughs> <laughs> the sun will become so hot, it will actually physically burn people. Wow. Darkness will come on. So, like, the day... T- you know, in upstate New York, during winter... We feel like it's dark oh, it's basically terrible. all the time. I, I want to say like I know there's 4 worse PM, places. 4 p.m. you're
1: already ready for bed because so, it's dark outside. Yeah, it
0: gets light at 7.30 and then it gets dark at like 4.30. It's a miserable, but could you imagine yeah. the entirety of the world Just feeling under a darkness? Dark
1: and gloomy. Yeah. Um, the water will obviously become polluted. I so mean, I think about water, drinking water.
0: Fish, freshwater fish will die
1: all those beautiful waterfalls and lakes and everything Mm -hmm. destroyed, there's going to be earthquakes. I mean, you think the the earthquakes that we're seeing now are bad? They're going to be ramped up to a rapid pace. Mm -hmm. Billions of people are going to die.
0: So take the 2 billion people that are already taken away. Half of those will die during the first half of the tribulation period. Okay? So that is another few billion people. Imagine the chaos in the world. And the crazy part is this. Three and a half years into the tribulation, this Antichrist, this one world leader, is going to unify the entirety of the world. He's going to sign a peace treaty with Israel. Three and a half years in, he's going to break this peace treaty. He's going to bring a pig into the third temple. Okay, And he's going to slaughter this pig, defiling the temple of God and declaring himself as God. And what's going to happen is the entirety of the world is going to go to war against Israel and God.
1: Yeah.
0: It's going to be a wild time. It's going
1: to be a wild time. But thank god yep. it's not going to last forever god mm-hmm. is still merciful yeah. it's just crazy even in you see in, even in a tribulation he's still merciful to not let it go on forever
0: right it's just a period of time but understand this if you're a christian now the, this is the time to make the decision yes. to be sold out for yes, Jesus. It is. Don't wait. Nope. Don't keep things around that aren't godly. Don't keep sin in your life. Deal with stuff not in a fearful way, but God, I want to be a bride that's ready.
1: Yes, love ready. You know, I
0: want to live ready for you. I want to have oil in my lamp. I want to be ready for you to come and re- rapture me and redeem me and protect me. Yeah, and yeah. It it it's a it's going to be an intense time. And now people can get saved during that time. The restrainer will be removed, mm-hmm. um, which is restraining the devil from being able to do all of these things. And and he's we're mitigating. The restrainer is the Holy Spirit, but through the empowering, through the of, the empowering of the
1: church. But yep. you remove so you the and church.
0: Me. There's nothing restraining the devil from doing whatever Free range. It'd be like a free range chicken. Now people a will get saved. giant free
1: range chicken. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Pooping everywhere. Wild. People will get saved during this time. God's sending 144,000 Jewish witnesses, 12,000 from each 12 tribe to share the gospel. He's sending two witnesses who it could be two of these three people. It's Enoch, Moses, or Elijah. Those are the three options. They're going to they're gonna come and they're going to preach the gospel and people will get saved but most likely will be martyred during that time period yeah. for their faith. Yeah. Think about technology. There's going to be nowhere to hide. There's going to be nowhere to run. And so it's going to be a, a wilder time for those that get saved during the tribulation period, but it is still an option. And then God is still petitioning for people to turn from he's their so ways and, he's and so turn to him.
1: Long suffering and his yeah. compassion for us.
0: So. All of this leads up to the fourth step.
1: Which is the second coming of Jesus. And a lot of people, um, and maybe you're one of them, you know, for the longest time, I got very confused between the rapture and the second coming because yep. I thought that they were the same thing. But the rapture is us going up to meet with Jesus. The second coming is Jesus actually physically coming and us coming back yep. with him.
0: Yep, the, ra- the return of Christ is two part twofold. Initially mm-hmm. it's a rapture and then it's a return, a second coming.
1: Yep. yep. But let me read a scripture. Second yep. Thessalonians two, one through two says, Now concerning the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ and our being gathered together to him, we ask you, brothers, not to be quickly shaken in mind or alarmed, either by a spirit or a spoken word, or a letter seeming to be from us, to the effect that the day of the Lord has come.
0: And this is talking about the second coming of Jesus Christ. And like we just said, he's coming down. And why is he coming down? So what happened in, I'm going to read in Revelation 19, Perfect. 19 through 21. This is what's happening in the world at that time. As again, utter destruction has happened. Billions of people have died. It's utter chaos. And this is what it says in Revelation nineteen, nineteen. And I saw a beast and the kings of the earth with their armies gathered to make war against him, who was sitting on the horse and against the army. And the beast was captured and with it, the false prophet who is in its presence had done the signs by which he deceived those who had received the mark of the beast and those who worshiped his image. These two were thrown alive in the lake of fire, that burns with sulfur and the rest were slain by the sword that came from the mouth of him who was sitting on the horse and all the birds were gorged with their flesh. So let me kind of do some Bible interpretation. Now, obviously this is just one section and there's 16 other scriptures you use to do this. And so basically what happens is there isn't a giant war that breaks out. Like I said, all of the world declares war, Against Jerusalem, against Israel.
1: Yeah, Hollywood's got nothing on what's about to happen. Yeah,
0: and it's so crazy because there's even a prophecy in the Bible that it talks about the kings of the east would brag that they have an army of 200 million people. And the crazy part is during that day, AD 96, where John wrote that, there were only 150 to 170 million people on the earth. So he couldn't even have understood what was happening. But just in February, the leader in China stood up and boasted about having an army, a military force of 200 million people. Could you imagine prophesying something that far in advance? Wow. That's a wild thing. The Bible is so accurate. The Bible knows what is coming. And so don't we. And that's why we are prepared, not scared. Amen. Okay. And so what's happening is the whole army comes to fight and destroy Israel And Jesus on his horse. That's the man on the horse that's being referred to comes down with us. Now we don't actually do anything. We're like, uh, cheerleaders (laughs) cheerleaders <laughs> moral support we're kind of like uh you know it, like that one in our yeah that one person that doesn't want to get anything on their clothes <laughs> and kind of like standing off to the side no we come down to them, and a sword comes out of his mouth and destroys the entire army that's come and stood up against israel yeah and the bible says that there's blood up to the bridle of the horse and that there's annihilation that occurs and It is a wild thing that ends off. And now if you're a Bible scholar, I know there's a lot of other events that happen after this. Then you go into a millennial reign with Christ. You got a thousand years. But ultimately at this point, the world as you know it is completely destroyed, mm-hmm. and the world as you know it is no longer in existence. Yeah. Now, the world's still there. There's still some other things that happen. God then will eventually create a new heaven and a new earth, which all who have accepted Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior will eternally enjoy and live in.
1: Yeah. Listen, I was like completely into what you were saying, I was listening.
0: Oh, you're so good. Okay. So listen, that's how the world ends. This is how this whole thing comes to an end. That is the climax of everything. That is the finishing point. And you may be sitting here and say, oh my gosh, I am terrified. I am scared. I'm not trying to scare the hell out of you like my parents did with me.
1: Right. And the whole reason that we did this podcast, I know it's kind of like a little bit of a random podcast to do, but the whole purpose of it is Bible prophecy should bring you comfort and not fear. See, when you know Mm -hmm. what the outcome is, you live life life differently it is possible to go into 2021 without any fear why because you're equipped it's just like chad just said prepared not scared when you know the end from the beginning you're not worried about things now yes crazy things are happening um we know this but you can look at those things and view them from a place of victory because we know we win in the end
0: and there's no reason to have fear in your heart no fear lives here and so let me ask you this have you accepted and made a public commitment to accept Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior. This is the perfect gateway into that. And I don't, again, want to put fear into you and try to get you to pray a prayer. But I'm telling you what, there's no greater decision to make in your life than to accept him as your Savior. I've never met somebody that served him with their whole heart and regretted it. I'm telling you right now that the Bible says if you would confess with your mouth, if you would believe in your heart that Jesus died for you and that he rose again, you shall be saved. saved. And what's so cool about that is then you follow him. You don't just pray a prayer once and, 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 and come up front at a church or something like that. You follow him. Just like he turned to Peter. He said, follow me and I'll make you a fisherman. You're not following somebody if you're not right behind them. You're not consistently with them. Our job is then to consistently follow Jesus, follow his commandments, follow what he's leading and guiding us. And I'm telling you what, there's other episodes. If you're curious about this, about the blessing that God has for your life, you will not regret serving Jesus. That's right, Man, there's no reason to be ashamed of him. But the Bible says, if you're ashamed of me, I'll be ashamed of you. But if you confess, me before men, I'll confess you before my father. So, what we're going to do right now is we are going to pray a prayer. I'll help you with the words, but I can't believe in the heart in your heart. It's your job to believe it, it's your t- job to receive it, and then if you pray please, please, please reach out to us. Let us know. Yep, you can find us right on Facebook. Yep. Truth Be Told Podcast with oh, Chad and Jade Spencer. personal
1: Facebooks, our personal yep. Instagrams. Yep,
0: please let us know. Don't go one day without letting somebody know. We want to help equip you and empower you. We've got material for you, but we're going to pray right here, right now. Absolutely. This is the greatest decision you can ever make in Let's your life. Just yeah. say this after me. Say, Jesus, I believe you died for me. I believe you rose again. Forgive me of my sin. Wash me and cleanse me. Make me whole. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. Give me a passion for you, God. Let me never fall away from you. I am saved. I'm born again. And I'm on my way to heaven. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen.
1: Amen. Thanks so much for joining us on today's Truth Be Told podcast. We hope you enjoyed the episode you just listened to. Remember, we have new content coming out every single Friday. If you know of someone who could benefit from this, we would love for you to share this on your social media, as well as go ahead and leave us a review. But for now, we can't wait to catch you next week.